Beyond Film Podcast. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Leif, a London-based film director. Uh, welcome to the very first episode of Beyond Film. Now, you've probably come across this podcast because you have an interest in film or creating film, but whatever your interest in film production, we're looking to cover it from treatment writing to editing, screenwriting, producing, being a DOP, all the way through to, you know, finally showing your masterpiece. We're looking into narrative-based production, you know, short or feature-length films, music videos, documentary, conceptual video art, advertising for online and, and for TV. Uh, you may be a director, producer, screenwriter, DOP, actor, art director, makeup artist. You may work in catering uh, or simply just a fan of film and being creative. This podcast will be looking into the different facets of filmmaking from the point of view of all the different talented people involved in making film. It's worth noting that I'm always learning and developing as well. And this podcast is a way for me to discover new things along the way too. So our first episode, we'll be talking about passion, the driving force behind everything we do. Do we see the passion on screen? Is that what makes something shine above the rest? Yeah. Is it the actors that get that passion across? Or is it the director or the DP or the editor? Or is it everyone involved? And if that's the case, how do, how do we get a massive team of people to work together with a shared passion, a shared vision? And who makes that happen? Okay. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of Beyond Film. I'm here with Craig Murdoch. Say hi, Craig. Hello. How are you? They can't say anything back. No, same to you. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm very good, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Busy, which is good. It was a bit of a slow January, but... Yeah, January's been a bit weird. I think, uh, I don't know, everyone's just been very slow on the start, so... I don't think we're alone, thank goodness. But It's nice to know other people suffer with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I'm taking uh, solace in other people's suffering, so that's good. For those who don't know, uh, Craig is a DP, aren't you, Craig? I am, yeah. I've been doing it for a while. Well, I'd like to think that I'm your DP, Nath. We work together a lot. It's <laughs> because you actually, you can put up with me. That's it, yeah. I can deal with your bullshit. There we go. <laughs> But no, um, um, yeah, I've been doing it for a while, man. We we met years and years ago in the dizzying heights of Channel M, didn't we? So oh, that would be like two thousand and five, four, five, yeah, five. I think so. So fourteen years ago, and um, yeah, I've been operating since then. And I was saying the last three to four years, I felt like really comfortable to call myself a director of photography. It pisses me off because you're sometimes quite self self deprecating, saying that you're not an actual DP, you're just like a camera operator. And I don't see it that way. And I don't think a lot of other people do either. But you feel you've got this sort of you feel like you have to earn your stripes that you've got to do the, the big job. And then yeah. and then and then you you know, then you can say I am a DP, DOP or cinematographer. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a I think it is a bit of an outdated approach, the the idea of reaching a certain standard before you can call yourself a director of photography. Just like, you know, what standard do you get to before I can call myself a cinematographer? Like, I, I think the obvious answer to that is have something in the cinema or at least on broadcast drama or something like that, something big. But yeah, it took me a while to do it. I mean, I think it's... I'm very... I'm my, my own hardest critic, so I always see stuff that 
I want to be better in the work that I do. And I'd say it's only in the last three years that, and I think as, as we've both got to a stage where we, we're, we're trusted on bigger projects and... and Speak for yourself. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and, um, and doing better jobs and bigger jobs and more, more interesting jobs that I've really started to, to turn out work that I'm really proud of. And the, as the, the, the thing I always think of is the stuff that I want to want to show my mum the stuff you know the stuff that isn't just is a, that the litmus test so that's yeah like, it's like well a, it kind of is yeah like when you've got like a music video that you worked hard on and it's come out really well and and that, that's the kind of stuff that you want to share with your your mum your friends show people just be like check out what it is I mean got to drive the ego some some ways it's getting, we're getting deep in like Freudian theory here, <laughs> like, just, this isn't I a don't want to crawl back into a womb let's, yeah, get, no, that, okay. let's get that straight well I mean, you might not do, but oh no! <laughs> um, whoa, anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's let's move on to the topic of today's uh, discussion, which is passion. Okay. And I think you know it's something you have in um, bucket loads. Although your general demeanour would say otherwise, because you're <laughs> you're you're a very kind of chilled out. Yeah, you, you you're kind of laid back, even when you're stressed. You don't really show it, which is good. For I think. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I try not to. Like, it always comes back to the feeling of that it's a big, it's a big team event uh, shoot. So, I mean, no matter what role you're in, you're gonna if if you're bringing a bad vibe, it's gonna rub off onto other people. So, when I was like starting out, I I worked with a couple of old boys who were like well seasoned in the industry, and one of the best bits of advice they gave me was like, just don't be a dick, and and I think that's probably that stuck with me. Like, so you can have whatever the you know, fuck knows what's going on in your head, but you've got to like keep the respect going in there and, and keep keep a chill vibe and work it out and not drag everyone down with you, you know? And, and that re- relating to the subject of the uh, the podcast, when it comes to passion, I think my first question would be, have you worked on a project that has lacked passion? Well, I guess it's two parts. Have you worked on a project that has has been nothing but there's been love and passion for like a, a shared passion for the work and you can you watch and you go, I can see it on screen. And conversely, have you seen something where you go, no one was feeling it, there was a bad vibe, it was probably because they had, you know, a, a grouchy DOP or director or, you know, uh, an AD that no one liked. There's lots and lots of things. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, just it wasn't particularly a great idea, but everyone was, you know, because it's work. Or it, it could have been a really good idea, but for some reason that it, you know, just no one was feeling it or no, it wasn't well managed. And then you go, it's a shame because if people were a little bit more enthused and passionate about it, about about that project, it would have been completely different. Have you been on shoots like that? I'm sure you have. Yeah, I have. Um, I, th- I think the, the, the first sign for me when shit's not going well on a shoot is shortcutting. I mean, obviously, like, time management's incredibly hard and we always try and cram you know as much into a shoot day as we can but when the 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 momentum just stops and then everyone's kind of got to a point where they're they're lagging you know and then everyone there's just a sense of like I don't know it may be like that people just don't quite give a fuck which is a shame um but it's really if that's a general feeling that's really hard not to get dragged down in wow there's many layers to that um, I kind of need to. There's a lot of variables. There's so many. It's a variables. big subject. I mean, it, 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 
as I said before, like it, it's such a big to to create something amazing. It's such a big team effort, and if everyone's on board and everyone loves the idea, like we've worked a lot to get together, and and I think the the, the best ideas are, are normally when you there's there's you know conversations have gone into it, time's gone into yeah. it. We thought about it. We're not turning up on set just like you know like trying to work it out or i mean we have done that we've done that many times but if you go in with a plan and you have an idea a good idea of what you're going to do and you're, you're both excited to to create that then you're going to create something good but i i think also a, a great skill that and, and i'm going to pat us both on the back for this that we've we we are good at is um troubleshooting and like quit thinking like because and, and you, you need that anyway because there's so many variables on set you don't know what's going to happen like things get in the way time slips away from you but um do you think do you think that comes from uh well both of our background of working in tv in broadcast um yeah i do yeah I, um i mean start starting at channel m because i mean i started in news uh, and we were very fortunate there because we got to do everything. Channel M being the uh, the TV channel that yeah. we both worked on. Yeah, Channel Manchester, lo- 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 local, local TV, TV at its finest. It was. It was. It, I, we it, did a lot of. Great we did stuff a lot of really there. good stuff. But if you've got like a day to shoot something, it's like you turn up in the morning and go right. This is what you're doing. Yeah. And that was your brief in the morning, and yeah. then you had to deliver and get it out for like five o'clock. Yeah, and learning how to and, and learning and seeing the sequences. And working out the sequences as you do them. So, I mean, the thing is, thing how we worked was that we, we you've got a news story that's going to run for I don't know thirty seconds to a minute, and I've got to shoot it. I've then got to bring it back to you, and you've got to cut it together, take it off the tape, and cut it together in what an hour, hour and a half, maybe. So this is how long ago it was the day. Yeah, we, I know. We had yeah. to ingest off a no, DVD I mean, tape. It, 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 it really like gets you down into a case of you only shoot what you need. Mm. And, and you, you, you can't hand over a load of stuff that you have to sit through and go, oh, my God, there's another bad take. Oh, my God, what take does he want? It's just like, OK, look, I've shot you five sequences and a load of nice GVs. There's mm. the piece to camera. There's the interview. And then that that's it. So to to compartmentalize your thought process on location and, and work quickly and make it look as good as you can, mm. yeah, I think it's a, a really valuable skill to have. And I think the pressure of fast turnarounds and like having to think on your feet has been great for me. Yeah, personally, I mean, like again, that, that having that uh, the communication between because well, I worked obviously I worked as an editor. When I was at Channel M, you were a camera operator. And then over time, there became, there became this sort of understanding of what I need. It's, I think it's that, that frequent, like every day, we were, we were producing quite a lot of content every day. Yeah, yeah, loads. Like, yeah. Loads of content. It didn't come quick. And because it was my first job, like I was like intimidated and scared <laughs> of the place and the responsibility that I was suddenly given. Um, you were scared of me as well, right? Well, a little bit, yeah. But you know, you're a big so char- you're a big got, character. Why were you scared of me? What was what was the issue? Oh well, so early on, I remember I dropped off a tape and I kind of skulked out there and I was a bit like nervous to know. Oh God, how well did I do? Like, is it shit? Uh, and then I walked back in, tried to go into the edit room, and I overheard you saying, "Who shot this shit?" And I was like, and then from that moment, I was like, oh God, I really need to pull my finger out. But I, I mean, I was scared for a bit, but then, yeah, the, 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 the way it improved was talking. Like, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that was the, the key and, and, and I wanted to shoot better stuff. You guys wanted to edit better stuff. So it only made sense for us to 
work together and go look i, I want to edit i've got this great bit of music i want to edit it to that to this what i want is i want lots of nice some whip pans i want some tilts i want lots of movement in the shots and it works for that shoot and then you know between talking to the editors and talking to other people you, you kind of end up developing different styles for different to different pieces okay so having that communication is key right yeah absolutely and having that uh, a shared because the other thing is as well if we'd have just gone through the motions on a daily basis i mean it would have been fine but there would have been no job satisfaction we would have no. been like this this job is hell um so we tried to make it as as entertaining as possible and we you know for ourselves more than anyone so yeah. we always went above and beyond and made made work for ourselves even though we had not, not a lot of time to do something so you know we always used to go a little bit beyond what we need really needed to do before our own sanity more than anything yeah i agree with that yeah and um i think that kind of permeated through the whole of channel because i think everyone did that because we were kind of given free reign to do whatever we wanted because the people that we were working for at the guardian media group were all from print journalism and they with all respect hadn't a fucking clue what they were doing we were all learning how to do it we were yeah. which was great which was great because we made mistakes a lot but at the same time it was like the the best sort of there's so many people from from Channel M have gone on to great things. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think having that that there was definitely a shared passion there. And I've I've been on a, a short film that I, I directed where it had to all be done in a day. Yeah. And like all your projects. Like all my most <laughs> projects because of the budget. Uh, but that's kind of my specialty, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, man. Really overly adventurous, but like I know it can be done. Yeah, but I always then moan about it, going, oh, "If only had more time." I had USDP and I had all the crew set up, but suddenly, because this is like a, a job that you guys were going to do purely for the, the passion of it, no one was really getting paid, and suddenly a lot of the guys had to drop out because of paid work, and I can't compete with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I ended up with, and this and this is not slating them at all, is a lot of crew that I wasn't used to working with. Yeah, and they were just drafted in yeah, and yeah. there was no passion there. No. And when you're there with a load of strangers and you feel like, I felt like I was the stranger on set. Yeah, which is the last thing you want as the director. Like, no, exactly. You know, and I think, you know, you're working with guys going, well, there's your monitor over there. That's where you should be. I'm like, no. So you're used to me being by the camera with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, very, you're a very hands-on director. Like, you, you want to be up close and personal to what's going on obviously depending on what the shoot is but i mean on something like that you'd rather be over the shoulder watching it and and, and that makes sense to me and i'm quite happy i'm quite happy with that i think and, and i don't want to get like bogged down in this point because it's a it's a, it's a difficult uh thing to navigate but like egos is 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 a problem like mm. when you start working with new people and i think e egos are, are, are the one thing that can can really mess up a vibe yeah for me i i've been in the industry long enough and i and i speak for both of us i think we've been in the industry long enough and we, we've really put in a good long time into it and we've seen like we've been on a wide range of shoots we've seen met a wide range of people and i'm still very very much uh aware of how important every single person is on that 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 set mm. and i don't want to be giving off the the impression that I'm more important than anyone else because firstly I think that's the the, the worst start to have mm. in that it, it's instantly going to put someone's back up even if it's um even if it's the runner who's just getting you a coffee and you're a dick to him 
he's going to it's going to ruin his day like he's there to learn he wants to be involved and and you need him because he he has a role everyone has a role that's important for that that shoot so like for you to feel uncomfortable on your own set is is the last thing you want everything turned out okay and it was i was happy with it but it was a stressful day where we had uh, you know 24 pages of script to get through in a day with t- with a, a location change in the middle and you were shooting outdoors and and let's be honest we're not uh we're not at the realm of uh deacons and mendez now where we can stand and wait for the clouds to clear no um for the perfect continuity <laughs> but which would be lovely but um yeah so you're just kind of like stuck in that we need to get it done and we need to get it as best as we can as quick as we can and, and let's go mm. like stop standing around procrastinating and finishing a coffee let's let's get a hustle on um i mean bringing it back to the passion thing like the best uh, projects for me is uh, and now i find it is very important to me is i want to be involved as as early as i can in it it gives you the chance to get to become interested in it so you and i on a project talking before about it throwing ideas around that automatically generates a passion for the project so that's my yeah yeah moving into it when you get to it you're like Oh, I'm fucking psyched about this. Like, yeah. let let this is gonna look great. And then, of course, you get the the natural problems of just being on a set, and you troubleshoot those. But you've got your vision, and you you smash that. So yeah, like you say, being there as early as possible helps you sort of invest a little bit more of yourself in it. Yeah. So if you're like again with the, the short film that I shot when I had these guys drafted in, they literally just turned up on the day. You know, yeah. obviously they'd had a call sheet and a script. But there was no run-up, you know? So like, you hadn't sort of run up to this point where you were like, okay, now we're in fifth gear. Yeah, it yeah. was just, it took it took a long time to get... And from my perspective as well, from because I didn't really, I didn't have a, an AD. Yeah, so, which is a massive help. Oh, God. And, and is one of your, one of your wish list items on, on every shoot. <laughs> I had a, and completely understandable as well. I had a meeting with this um, producer and I was like, oh, this job. I said, please tell me there's budget for an AD. And, oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Why wouldn't there be? And I'm like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, music to my ears. Thank I you. Because I just simply can't do, but you can't do both. You you can't because, no, absolutely not. you know, you can, you can kind of, if you need to get things going, it's weird because you, you kind of start stepping into a realm of like, I can't be that guy and the director at the same time. I can't be, you know, because an AD will have to every now and then be kind of bad cop, but I can't do that yeah. and be good cop as well because that's just confusing. It's like, well, it all seems very kind of uh, contrived then because you need to be the guy that people can talk to and, you know, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, but if you're like then saying, look, you know, everyone break for lunch and you're then the voice of authority, uh, it's like, uh, uh, what, what? It's it's kind of very mercurial and, and it, it puts people off their stride. Yeah. It is a weird uh, change of character, isn't it? Being the person that's like, guys, guys, come on. We've got, we've got to hurry up to being then, then talking to actors going, so like, and then trying to describe the scene to them and then being like, it's just two. It's just two different sides of a situation that you can't manage, basically, yeah. to to the best of your ability. Yeah. I I think for me that's one of the things I love now about being in a position where I can con- concentrate more on just doing being a DOP instead of what my background was was being cameraman, lighting, audio, producing, all in one. And and you you and the most frustrating thing about that for me and i I'm, and i know other people can relate to it is if if you're wearing too many hats n- n- everything's going to suffer a little bit 
Yeah. You're never going to be the best at one thing. You're going to do a good job at all of them, but you're all you're always going to look at it and go, yeah, that should have been fucking better. Yeah. That's really frustrating. And that and that's what you're talking about. It's like you can't just be the person you need to be on set. It's like and and that's where the best work comes from. You, you know, un- unfortunately we're not quite at the the uh 3-day music video shoots yet. No. We're at the we want to make the idea as, as amazing as possible and we've got eight hours to shoot it. So you have to go in there and be like, it needs to be constant. And, and, and I, Especially when I don't have an AD as well. Especially when you don't have an AD. And, you know, and it becomes just the whole, the whole shooting experience becomes a, uh, a box ticking exercise where you're like literally just going, okay, that shot's done, that shot's done, that shot's done. But that's and- a perfect example of the frustration of trying to juggle the, the, the two different jobs. I mean, we 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 know uh, he's not a he's not a first AD anymore. He's now the a director. Greatest, the greatest first AD I, I've ever worked. Nicholas with. Golden. Yeah, a beautiful man. He is amazing. Yeah. And why is he amazing? What makes him amazing? Um, the thing is that Nick does is that he and I was just abs- I absolutely loved it the first time I worked on set with him. Is he manages to like make you keep everyone's spirits high, um, even when it's like. Uh, you know, everyone's tired. He keeps everyone's spirits high. He keeps this general sense of like we're 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 doing something amazing here, and and, and that's one of the his best attributes. Is he genuinely absolutely loves it. He just mm. loves it, and 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 he 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 exudes passion. That's what he does. Mm. But he has this this these great like this this great memory of like they're essentially little word puzzles that he goes around and gives you. And I for the life of me, I can't. Remember, it'll be something like he'll he'll uh, he'll be you'll be there and you'll be sat stood having a coffee, looking like you're procrastinating a little bit too much about something. And he's like, "So, Craig, yeah, how 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 are you getting on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good, Nick. Yeah." And he's like, "You look like you're lo- you're looking a little troubled. What, what what's going on? Are we going to be ready? Are we going to be ready in five minutes? Do you think?" And I'm like, "Maybe, Nick." He's like, "If it's going to be ten, you just tell me." But just be honest, mate, because we need to get going on this. And you're like, okay. And he's like, if you've got time, tell me how many states in America you can name me that begin with A. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> and then it, it, but it's a great tool of just kind of distracting you from the thing that you're, you're probably spending way too much time thinking on. Mm. And also, he's one of those people that you just look at how many people he knows on a large set and you go, how the fuck did he do that? Yeah. Like within two hours, he's just, yeah. Great deed. Like, I mean, I mean, he's he's also um, a, a great director as well. So I mean, you know, he's doing what he wants to do, but he is was <laughs> a great first AD. Yeah, he's a he's a great man. There's um, a lot of love going his way. Um, okay, it's interesting when you go. Well, that's why there's so many people on set because you simply can't do one job properly if your if your mind is elsewhere on another job so it's like a what it should be like a well-oiled machine everyone's got their job and everyone does it well absolutely you know it could be like 30 40 people on set how do you make sure regardless of their job because every job is just as important as the next because it all it all leads to the same thing how do you make sure that you keep them just as invested and just as passionate as you are um it's a toughie, I know. I mean, the ideal scenario is if, if, if you're in, if you're putting together the crew that you want to work with, yeah, is that you get to talk to them before, mm. and 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 your and that your passion for the project will, will essentially like 
rub off on them and they'll be excited about what what they're coming to to work on mm. i mean i think that's one way um to to be honest lo- the lo- large crews are almost some somewhat of a novelty still for me i mean and, and i have worked on large crews and um but the problem is working the way we have done for so long mm. I, I sometimes find it hard to to delegate a role that I'm so used to doing uh, and when it comes to having an AC like or someone who's in charge of my focus like it took me a while to get used to being hands-off on that thing on that I uh, that one thing because I'm the same again because we come from the same background of yeah. like just having to do everything you know be, we've been on like car ads and things doing all the behind the scenes stuff and commented on some of the key players there like, like the way the DP will treat his assistant and, yeah. and, and we've, we, we've noticed that I, th- I think you know which I, 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 mean. I know what you mean yeah. <laughs> and you're like wow they, there's just no there, there wasn't any love there like, no no like it was didn't feel like a family at all no well even I think later on in the, in the day him and the director having a bit of a yeah, bit of well, a row you know yeah that, that that whole project was a real mismatch of people and skills but I, mean, I don't think that i don't think it's the right people put together at all <laughs> it wasn't but then i mean that's kind of what we're talking about it yeah. it, it was like it it, it was the, the wrong selection of people put together the dip looked like he had his own agenda mm. the director definitely had his own vision that apparently the, the dip was not on board with and I don't think anyone was. No, I was, a, I was no. a bit confused why he was on the job. Especially Obviously, we're not naming names, but like he has such a specific style, and mm. he'd done like such lovely and, and at, at the time quite uh, unique uh, work for some of the car companies, kind of moving away from their the atypical glossy. It was a bit more like doco style, and mm. it was it was good. I I, I, mean, I really loved it, and then. I mean, we we watched the output, and it was so far away from his style. So it, it was yeah. it was it was very bizarre. He he was a director that loves to to shoot as well, and he works with DOPs that are, that are aware of this and are happy to to let him shoot. This is a big thing as well. Is that and that comes back to ego. Is like mm. if it's not cleared with the DOP, or if the DOP is like, no, it's my role. Don't you're crossing the line, crossing the lines here. It's tough because sometimes some people do. And, yeah. I, I, and, and I've seen that and I've gone, well, that's a bit, you know, you've crossed the line a bit there. Like, that's their job. But if if we're on a shoot, say, we've got that understanding that I go, can I just shoot a take here? And you've gone, yeah, okay, well, it'd probably be quicker and easier. And then you'll then feedback to me and go, eh, you know, and it's it's a bit give and take. I don't do it all the time, but if there's in the moment, you, yeah, you, you, know, you, you pass the camera over to me. I'm not super precious about it. Like, I mean, if it was happening like 80% of the time, then I'd probably start to get pissed off because I'd be like, all right, do you... But at the end of the day, like as a director, it's it's your vision and you're working with the DOP to to create that vision. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you're both looking at it at different angles. So a lot of the time, you I shoot what I think and then you go, mate, can you, do you mind? Can I just do it? I just want to try and show... I've yeah. got something in my head. I need to see if I can get it to work this way. And I'm like, fine, because I'm. There's no point in us squabbling over it for 20 minutes and me oh, going, you could have just shot and it. me going, oh no, no, I I can do it how you want, and and you going, no, it's not, it's not what I want. 20 minutes is a long time. It's a seriously long time, on yeah. on set. Actually, there has been the odd occasion where I've just gone, look, if I just show you, yeah, and it's you know, it's probably down to me not being able to fully explain 
what it is I want, which is bad for me, which is something I should be able to do quite well. But I can't, you can't fully explain the the minute intricacies of absolutely everything, no. especially if it's something that's quite, you know, it's something that is actually genuinely hard to explain, you know, the way a shot moves or whatever. And then it was, and I've shot it and you've just gone, oh, right now, I get it now. Yeah. And then we've moved on and you've gone, I'm on it. I'm, I'm totally on the same page. You just ha- had to, I just had to show you. Yeah, it's not that you don't get it or I can't explain it. It's just sometimes it's easier just to show and not tell. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, some of some of my favorite directors shoot a lot of their own stuff as well. I remember the first time I saw behind the scenes of Spike Jones, and he he's constantly running around with a camera. Mm. Like that's just what he does. But that's his background. But I see that and I go, that's cool. But then I see um, Michael Bay do it, and I think, <laughs> I think. No, he looks like a twat. Yeah, well, let's not get into a conversation about <laughs> Michael Bay. But but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, I mean, such different backgrounds, though. I mean, Spike James from skateboarding, and he's done it. That's what he's done. And Michael Bay just looks a bit like he's just showing off. No, but he's got his colourful red with him. Yeah, I know. And he's got his custom, his, his Bayhem or whatever it is, his, his uh, red, custom red cameras. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, so I just want to wrap up. So passion on set is important. Yeah. And there are ways to make sure that everyone's on board with you. And I think that is kind of almost like the the, 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 the cornerstone of any every great shoot is that if you don't have that, then, you know, you, you're in trouble. You know, you, you, you can't, you, especially if you're on a feature film shoot, if you're like yeah. shooting together for a couple of months and that's tough as it is. We we do like day shoots, yeah. you know, if we're lucky, we do two to three days. You know, when we've done some corporate stuff abroad, we've done like four days and afterwards you feel exhausted. Yeah. You know, and to, a, you know, to a, to, to some extent, you're, you're kind of happy to get home and not see those people for a little while. I'm just looking forward to shooting a feature length for, you know, four to six weeks and, you know, making sure that everyone's happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, especially like with features now and obviously not the the marvels of the world, but all of the great, uh, well, in my opinion, the great cinema that's still happening, they're, they're all shot on small budgets and and done in like 25 days and it's like 25 days of like just graft Mm. to get and you can't go into that environment like biting heads because it it just won't happen no you got to go in there everyone's got to be on the same page well aware of what everyone's doing how amazing this project is and and everyone has to be in that headspace for it to be great and and some of those films, I mean, listening to the DOP talk about, I've forgotten his name on Ladybird, um, it, that was one of those experiences. Like they he just they just talk so fondly of that experience on just that film, and mm. there's loads of films that have great experiences that end up being great films. So uh, you know, a good uh, environment will nurture passion. Yeah, like with our, our good friend Nicholas, like he, um, you know, he'll make sure things tick along because that's his job. But he'll do it in a way that you want to to do it for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, I, I know a lot of people, um, whether they're producers or 
um, you know, ADs or, you know, uh, project managers or whatever that need to make sure they get results and things tick along um, that are, you know, taskmasters and, 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 you know, and their finger pointers, you know, they bark at people, make sure. And yeah, they get shit done. But I think for the long term, people don't forget that. And they will not want to work with you again. People don't like being shouted at, generally. <laughs> well, no, but I've seen first ADs do that. Yeah. Know? And yeah. they go, oh, he's the best guy in the biz, but everyone fucking hates him. Yeah. You know, so I think, and I wouldn't want anyone like that on my set. No. They would be, no, um, and to a certain extent, I do. I kind of vet them. If I work with somebody and they're, and you do the same, you go, that guy was awesome. He was a really nice guy, or she was brilliant. Like, they're, they're in your, they're, they're then in your little book. They're yeah, on your absolutely. Phone, yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if, you, if you can have a great day with someone that, you know, work really hard, like laugh really hard and, and just create something that, you know, you couldn't have done better because it was it, it all just worked really lovely. Then, yeah, I mean, what more? What, what What's better? Like that, that, that sounds like a perfect day for me. And it also just to uh, to add as well, it, it, it kind of extends beyond the crew so you've got the cast as well yeah but sometimes if it's an ad and you're doing this for a client and you know we're, we know we're filming a product you've also got to think about the clients as well now a lot of the time these guys are quite siloed put away in another room in front of a monitor and the shoots i've done i've always kind of included them and introduced them to the crew yeah yeah and and they absolutely love it because who wants to be sort of just like hidden away and siloed because it at the end of the day it's your money as a client, it's your money, it's your product, it's your ass on the line. There's a lot there, and I think a lot of people forget that. And a lot of people don't realise that the clients are passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. And they, they don't want to be kind of kept at arm's length and want to talk to the director about what's happening and want to be informed as well. And I kind of, just because I'm from an agency background... I kind of feel that. And I think that shared passion, you can, if I talk to a client, I'm like, going, we're doing this because we're doing this. And look, what this next shot here is going to be going, and, you know, and get and, and get them ex- just as excited as you are about what you're shooting. They're happy. But if you just, you know, don't talk to them at all and, and you know, s- see them as like meddlers, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Then I think, you know, that so that shared passion really goes a lot, a lot further. You know. Yeah, of course they want to be involved because a lot of the time those are the, the guys who are come down to set are the guys who have had a hand in the idea in the first place. So mm. if they're seeing, you know, they've they've got a similar sort of excitement to seeing their idea realised. So I, I I like I would prefer to have the client there and and have their immediate feedback on it. And even if it is just to be like, can we just try something slightly different? But then that's fine. But um, yeah. It's a balance, though. I agree. Like, they can't... As long as they're not coming in and trying to change everything on the day, then that's fine. Well, that's why you have PPMs. Yes. Apparently. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But we also know that occasionally that doesn't happen and then there's client management on set and... That is a, that's a completely separate conversation. That is a completely separate conversation, but I was going to leave it at, you know, like everyone has to have the shared passion. It doesn't, you know, and, and yeah, no one yeah. should be really uh, left out of that. And we've had some great shoots. Uh, I, I would say end of last year, we had a great shoot with, with an amazing client who was absolutely in awe of what we, we did. And it was great fun. It was a good day. Mouthwash brand. Yeah, mouthwash brand. They were good. 
they, yeah. they were super happy and they were super complimentary and it was very it was a nice day that was a good shoot yeah but do you know what it was a good shoot and I do I do think back to that quite fondly and everyone everyone was like on it on it yeah. all hands on deck because we had to and we had we had a huge amount to get oh, through oh wow we turned around a lot of content in two days yeah we did I like, mean that, a lot of content that really should have been a three day but probably yeah anyway but didn't matter because even though by the end of the second day we're all broken i think back to that shoot and just go that was you know that was a good enjoyable shoot and everyone everyone was trying really hard to make it work yeah everyone gave a shit yeah who was there give a shit yeah exactly cool well uh, on that note um i think in review uh to have a shared passion everyone on set Needs to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, and don't do, be a dick. And don't be a dick. And everyone needs to sort of, you know, be kept in the loop of what's going on, so they feel like there's a sense of ownership. And you know, I think if you are just drafted in on the day, then make it your mission to have a good understanding of what's happening and talk to the director. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, if you if you're on on a set that I'm working on, I'm more than happy to talk it through with you. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great to have a, a bit of an open door policy if you can. Obviously, it depends how stressful yeah. things are. But, you know, at lunch, like I'd rather someone came up and chat to me about if they had a question or anything. I'd much rather they felt comfortable doing that than being too scared to or whatever, as, as I felt when I was younger. But, you know, just want to make everyone feel that they're a part of what you're creating. And then if you've got that, then it should turn out all right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. (laughs) All right, cool, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for taking the time, dude. Thank you, mate. No worries. So there you go. Uh, Craig Murdoch, a great... Great friend and a great DOP. Uh, hopefully that was uh, that was interesting. I'd really like to hear some of your comments. So we talked about passion there. We talked about all the other things that we come across um, in our work. Um, so the next episode uh, is going to be a toss between um, audio, either on set or in post. Um, I might be talking to a composer or a really good friend of mine who is a great sound operator. Or I may go completely off-piste and talk about something else entirely. Um, so yeah, watch this space and hopefully get to, uh, get to hear from you guys soon. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Beyond Film Podcast.